Hey guys, it's Erica here from Practical Biz Podcast, and I'd like to welcome you to a very special episode. Um, we are uh, rounding out our season one, so this is our 25th episode and a very special one. Uh, we wanted to say thank you so much to our listeners, and we wanted to say it at the beginning, just to make sure you all heard it, uh, especially our folks, our listeners in Warwick, West Warwick, Boston, uh, Chapachet, Coventry, and then, you know, our friends in Germany. There's so many, so many cities and so many countries that have tuned in. We are just beyond blessed. And we just wanted to show you our love and appreciation and support. So this is going to be our last episode uh, for season one. Uh, Then we have a very special episode after this one, which is a uh, holiday event that we are running for 42 small businesses in Rhode Island. Um, We will be shooting and recording at that uh, event. And we will share that with you on our YouTube page. Um, if you have not liked our YouTube page or subscribed, please do so today. Um, I know we don't really talk a lot about our YouTube platform um, because I know our podcast folks are diehard podcasters and you just love to put on those earphones and just, you know, listen while you're working. Um, but uh, we would really appreciate your your like, your follow, your comments, your sus- subscribe, however uh, makes most sense to Uh, to you to uh, connect with us. So without further ado, I'd like to talk to you about taking care of your people. To be quite honest, as a business owner, in my opinion, I would be nowhere without my team. I know I talk about them quite a bit in uh, many of the episodes, but really they truly are the foundation in the way that we have built our program. Um, A lot of people talk about, you know, the employees are family and quote, 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 um, until they can get somebody faster, cheaper, younger, older, whatever it is. Um, I really do think that your employees are the culture and what either makes or breaks your business. So uh, let's talk about it. So the first thing is company culture. In order for you to maintain and have fantastic employees that stay with you, you've got to have a great company culture and you have to be very clear as what that culture is. Um, I know we make many references and we have several um, episodes on the topic where we go into further detail. So if you haven't checked those out, definitely check those out. But some things I think about uh, that you can do to really make your employees feel uh, loved and appreciated is maybe do a spotlight on an employee, employee of the week, employee of the month, um, and really celebrate what you love about them. You can do that internally, externally, do it on your social media, do it in a newsletter, uh, do it in you know, face to face in person, send them a note home to their family. I can tell you that's one of the things I've done in the past that really employees really loved. Um, I had some ladies, um, and I sent, um, a handwritten note to their families and let them know how much I appreciate them sharing uh, that employee with my company. Um, I think it's just really important. Um, Providing great benefits. And I know as we head into a recession, um, many small businesses don't have a lot of capital, but there are other things that you can do that are benefits um, that maybe don't break the bank. So think about how you can be creative and what really makes um, the most sense for the employees you have and meet them where they're at. 
The other thing is being part of a team. Like, so I know so many people that are bosses and uh, they're not really part of their team. It's more like a dictatorship. Like, let's be real. Okay. The last thing your employees need is another pizza party, another dress down day, another, Hey, I brought you donuts. No, what they really want, especially in my field is they want an extra 10 minute break. They want you to help them with the bulletin boards, or they want you to read a story to the kids while they do the bulletin boards and just get a little bit of a 15 minute minute breather. Um, they want you to take out the trash for them. I mean, it's just, I know that sounds silly, but the best way to lead a team is within the team. Um, you know, you can think about the different positions and I know there's lots of schools and thoughts about leadership. Um, like do I lead from the front or the middle or behind? Well, honestly, the truth is it, it depends on the situation and the employee. And sometimes when you're leading from the front, it's like, let me show you the way. I'm going to show you how. I'm going to role model. Other times when you're in the middle, it's we're going to do this together where you're working side by side with your team. Or there are times when your team has got it and they just need a little reassurance reassurance, sorry, from you and you're behind saying you've got this. And if you have any questions, I'll be way back here. Uh, ready to support you. But so a good leader knows um, how to play all of those positions on their team. And you have to be part of your team. Again, it's not a dictatorship. And I think that's really kind of the difference between a manager and a leader. Um, managers manage people. I don't want to manage them. I want to grow them. I want to encourage them. I want to support them. And that's how I get the best from my team. And that's how they all get the best from your team as well. Um, the other thing I think is you got to listen. Like a lot of bosses just talk, man. You talk and you talk and you talk. Sometimes you just got to shut up and listen. I don't mean to be blunt, but it's true. You might just need to just listen and take a pulse of what's going on in your business. Right now, employees looking at headlines are stressed out. They just came out of a three-year pandemic. Now they have to worry about if they're coming in tomorrow getting laid off. And it's your job to be transparent and reassure your team that that's not going to happen. And if it's going to happen, how will you as somebody who are part of their family, going to take care of them to make sure that they get the maximum amount of benefits and that you get them back to work as soon as you can, right? You got to think about that. Um, if you're a true, you know, business owner and leader and really cares about taking care of your people, um, be transparent, have strategic planning meetings. I know I talk about that a lot, but I have to tell you, that's one of the things I really feel has made my company successful is being strategic, doing and making moves that are timely, that are well thought out, um, both the pros and cons of making those moves. You can't always be petrified to make a move, but you can't always jump off a cliff either. So it's somewhere in the middle is where you find success. And so I think taking care of your employees is just has to be number one. Number two, taking care of your customers. So do you have a reward program? or a loyalty program. And there are some really great companies out there, large companies that are offering that to their customers. If you're not sure how to create one, take a look at like DSW. They have a great loyalty plan. Or Safara. There's so many companies, larger companies, Starbucks, right? They have the, you know, the refill the cup program, right? Think about what program makes sense for your business to show your customers that you appreciate them because they can go to any other business. Whatever business you have, I promise there's a competitor around the corner ready to snatch up your customer. So if you care about your customers, they got to know it and they got to know it consistently. We talk a lot about customer retention in many episodes. If you haven't checked those out, 
I would tune in uh, to those and uh, see what you're missing. Um, subscription and membership promotions. I think as you're looking at where revenue is coming for upcoming years, this is where really uh, the fun of the game happens, right? If you can sell subscriptions and memberships, it gives your customers a great uh, discount and it also helps you know that you have recurring uh, income coming in over the next couple months, whether it's a 12 month subscription, a six month subscription, whatever it is. I know with my consulting company, uh, we have decided to do contracts. And I know that sounds silly. Was I doing contracts before? I wasn't because I do believe in the value of a handshake. I do believe in partnerships. And I also believe that I do a really great job at what, um, what I do. And so I don't feel like I need to lock people in. The only reason I'm going to do contracts and they're really short, they're like 12 week or six week, uh, contracts, but it just gives me that, uh, peace of mind and that peace of mind to them too, that I have a lot of that time for them, that I'm going to get them in. And then I also know that they're going to make that same commitment to me. Again, I don't tie people in for long periods of time. I've never had to, not in any of my businesses, um, because I do love my customers and I treat them right. Um, but it does just give me that little bit of, I know that this amount of income is coming in over this 12 week period, uh, six month period, whatever it is that you decide that you're going to do with your customer. And personalize. Um, there's so many ways that small businesses have advantages of personalizing um, our interactions with our consumers. Uh, one thing is you have all of the data on their um, previous purchases. So if you know that Derek likes the oatmeal chocolate chip cookie, and now you have a new chocolate chip cookie that maybe includes, I don't know, raisins, walnuts, whatever it is, and you want him to try it, you know that he already has that uh, tendency to like cookies. And so that would be something I would send out to him in a newsletter or a free sample or what, you know, whatever it is. Um, I would make recommendations to my current customers on products and services that I know that they will love. Um, listen, Ask questions and learn. Just like with your employees, shut up, stop talking, and listen, right? You could do that through a poll, a survey, a questionnaire, an advisory team. Um, there's just so many ways that you can really reach out with your consumers on your social platform because really that's where your social platform kind of falls into place anyway. Um, it is through that engagement and interaction uh, where you can, you know, take so much data um, that they tell you like what they liked, what they didn't like, and then you really make it customizable for that consumer. Um, an email newsletter. Now I know like a lot of people have moved away from email uh, because we get bombarded and I'm not certainly not recommending that you bombard your customers, but a once a month email on what's new at your business, what new services you added, what new employees you, you know, you have, um, You've added to your team, maybe one of your employees just received a new credential or something um, that is noteworthy. Maybe they just had a new baby. Who knows? But my point is, it's a great way to let customers know what's going on at your business while also appreciating your employees. Well, that seems like a, a super good use of time and a way to multi multitask and multi-purpose. Um, because again, as business owners, we don't have a lot of extra time either. So a newsletter is a great way to show love to both your employees and your customers customers sometimes at the same time. Uh, the next thing is your community. And I mean your live community, like where you're based, right? So guess what? I still want you 
to sponsor that little league team. I still want you to get on an advisory board at a local school. Uh, join that chamber of commerce, even though some people think, oh, that's, you know, that's old school. No, meeting people in your community, letting them know what you're about, letting them know you're a good person um, never goes out of style. I hate to tell you, it just doesn't. Uh, maybe connecting with other local business owners and figuring out what kind of partnerships you can do together um, to support other businesses, especially if you are a business who's been around a long time. Really, your endorsement on a brand new business uh, really can make a big difference. So, for example, we have a database of probably about 270 current customers and probably another 2,000 emails of past customers whose children have aged out of our program or maybe have moved away. If I have a local pizza shop or a hairdresser salon that is a block away from me, I can send an email blast and say, hey, in community news, do you know that Jezebel's salon just opened up down the street and they offer hair cutting services for children and this week they have a promotion? Again, once a month, I'm certainly not insinuating that we bombard people with emails or, or things like that, but your endorsement as a small business in your community to help uplift other small businesses really makes all the difference. And it really kind of shows your core values on top of it. Get involved in block events and block parties. It's about time we can get together again. Um, I think that everybody misses that and um, just such a great opportunity that I think a lot of people are missing. Um, and you have to give back. I mean, you just have to give back. So uh, your community is super important. You support them, they will support you. It is really simple business. And the last part I want to say is taking care of your people socially. So on your social media, right? It's all great that you follow a small business, but do you interact with them? Do you make comments on their posts? Do you share their posts? Do you purchase from them? I mean, it's all great that people have followers. That's amazing. And it's great if people comment or share, but what's even more amazing, if you actually make a purchase from a small business, right? So that's why they're spending so much time on there because they're really hoping that you will connect with what it is that they're doing, their mission, their brand, that you have similar values. Um, I try really, really hard to make as many purchases through small business as I can. So an example is um, I bought some shampoo and conditioner the other day from a brand new salon that opened up down the street. Now it was keratin shampoo that I could buy off CVS, which I love CVS, you know, the biggest the biggest small business in Rhode Island. I love CVS. Nothing wrong with CVS. But I promise you that that shampoo and conditioner purchase made a lot more of a difference to that small salon than it did a, a large, you know, superstore like CVS. So you get my point is make sure you take care of your employees, your customers, your community, including your in-person and social media folks. Um, and then, of course, your local podcaster. So uh, make sure you like, follow, subscribe, um, and tune back in. We will be back very soon. Um, I think we're going to probably take like a two or three-week hiatus uh, just for the holidays, and then we'll be back with season two. Can you believe it? Season two, Practical Biz, coming soon. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye. <laughs>